It's on like Donkey Kong, Rewind 80s Play Live, Saturday, March the 6th, 2021 at the Wedge Theatre in Seoul, Victoria. We kick off our mixed tape tour with all the greaties from the 80s. Tickets available now. For more info and ticket link, visit thewedge.com.au. Get yours before they go-go. Woo! Mediterranean sound in a song. Or should I? Yes, it's oh. very. <laughs> I thought you weren't there. I thought I'd lost you. I, I don't know what I was doing, and I was sort of concentrating on the song, getting lost. How good is, is the song? It's very mysterious, isn't it? Very it's mysterious. Very mysterious. <laughs> I'm Sammy Hardon from the '80s montage, and I'm Jay Davy from the '80s montage. How you going, guys? And, and we work hard for the money. And together. We saw do. On and off this show. That's right. Fucking. Thanks for tuning in all around yeah, the world during COVID. Out. We should be out by now. Who knows what's fucking going on. But we've got oh. a show coming up, haven't we, baby? Well, that's right. We've got the wedge, mate. And I reckon by the time this show comes out, it'll be sold out. But give yourself a go and give them a ring. Because what Fantastic. we're looking for is cups and bubs. So if we get some cups and bubs, do you know what cups and bubs are? Cups and bubs. So they're couples and bubble bubble people. So if you've got a couple or a bubble where you live with people, you're quite yeah. welcome to come to the show, but we're just doing it COVID safety. So if you're right. cups and a bubs, you could extend the ticket seats, you know what I mean? I see. So ideally we've only – I get it. You know what I mean? So if we can get get some couples, then Uh, we can let you in and some bubbles, like, you know, four people that live together in a flat or whatever. Ah, I get it. So at this stage we're probably cups and bubs and you can come to the wedge. But I would look on thewedge.com.au and see if uh, there are any seats left. But I reckon we're going to be sold out. Cups and bubs. Hey, nice. Do you know who I got that from? No, who? Kylie Minogue. Is that what she said? She says it because when they did, when she was doing promo for the new album, she did yeah. um, one of the tracks and Graham Norton said to her, oh, it's interesting that you've got dancers that are like, you know, 1.5 metres away from each. She goes, yeah, cups and bubs. And he was like, what's cups and bubs? And she goes, couples and bubbles. And it was just really cute. Fantastic. She's all over it. 
She's pretty trendy for a fucking over 50 person. She is, mate. She's awesome. Always, yeah, always have loved her. She's fucking, she's a legend. Oh, I love her too. And she's in Australia, mate. Yeah. And, 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 and listen to this. Edward yeah. Cut, Edward, my fucking gay husband, besides you and Mika, yeah. cut Danny Minogue's hair the other day. Fuck off. Uh-huh. Really? So there's drinks at Danny's house coming up. Fuck. I hope you're ready. I'm ready. Because Are you ready? Edward would have said this to Danny. Remember my friend Sammy from the trivia show? She would have totally said this. Sammy from the trivia show, and she go, "Oh my god, yeah!" Because the Jeton boys always remind me that we're friends, Danny and I. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because they look at me and they <laughs> glare at me like, you know, you're Danny Minogue's friend, and I'm like, yeah, yeah, but I haven't seen her for years, right? Yeah. So Edward's just cut her hair because her hairdresser wasn't available, and they rang Edward. Maddie told me this because she went into the salon. I haven't been to the salon yet. I still haven't been. I would have yeah. by now, or maybe not. And Maddie went in and got his hair cut and Edward said, I just cut Danny Minogue's hair the other day um, and Kylie's out here and they're all excited and blah, 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 blah. Oh, yeah, Edward would fucking, he'll have a party and she'll be there for sure. That's fucking fantastic. So that'll be super cute because we might get her on the show. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Yeah. It'll be cups and bubs. It'll be cups and bubs. I love cups and bubs. It's fucking cool. I'll have a bub with her. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, go, I'll go I'll go halves in a bub with Danny. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Who wouldn't? My God. I know. So we just heard Living on the Ceiling. Living on the Ceiling. Yeah, by Blamonge. Or Love if it. you're Kath and Kim, Blank Mange. Blank Mange. Gorgeous. Blamange. Yeah, yeah. I don't I know it. a lot. Well, well, we should talk. We should. Uh, we should. Uh, at, at this point, talk about the theme. It's part three. Yes. In our forgotten songs That's of the eighties, right. so we did our ladies, we did our gentlemen. Now we're doing bands. Bands. Did we introduce ourselves, or am I drunk? Oh, I think we've done that, haven't we? Oh, I have yeah, no we idea. have. <laughs> yeah, anyway, we you have. know who we are. I'm fucking drunk too. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah, so Blamange, I don't know much about them, but um, from what I can gather, they are a very, in terms of new wave bands, mm. they're very respected because they're, mm. um, they, were, they were one of the bands in the early 80s, 81, 82, mm. which first proc- sort of proclaimed themselves to be a new wave band. It was a, it was a new term because... Up until that point, they were they were calling it post punk, and it's you know we know now that new wave is unlike punk. It's not doesn't sound like it. It, it you know it grew grew into its own thing, and Blamonds were one of the bands at the very very beginning of this sort of big um, genre shift. So you know that would have been around the time of who. In London Duran at Duran. that time. 1982. Duran, so yeah, you're exactly absolutely. right in saying that. Depeche, 1981, absolutely. Yeah. And you know what? This show is very new romantic tonight and a bit of funk and a bit of soul. It's everything. Good, mm. good. 
It's a good one. Fantastic. Yeah, Cause great. Because we're, we're still in lockdown as far as well, we, we won't be hopefully, but we we do two shows a week at the moment. And yeah. And the shows are really well balanced. So I got tickets to Moulin Rouge during the week, or Mika did anyway. Bullshit. Yeah. Oh, we, fantastic. We, um, we um, got in and got sort of pre-pre-sales. So we've, we've got fucking, you know, great seats in um, – Right in the right in the middle of, of like heroes back. So cute. Um, yeah, it won't be until I think August, but uh, we're all set up. Well, that's what people are doing. They're selling tickets way in advance so we can get over yeah. this COVID stuff. But I think I'm auditioning for hairspray. Oh, great! At the Melbourne Theatre Company. Oh, fantastic. Yeah, so I'm going for that in a couple of weeks. I'm just going to go for one of the older roles. I'm not interested in whether I get it or not, but yeah. I just, I've just i always wanted to do hairspray. It's very camp. Fuck yeah. Very me, and I just thought, oh, maybe I could be someone's mother. It sucks when you get old and you've and got to be you know someone's who, mother. Do you know who's directing it or anything like that? Yeah, it's the same people that did Priscilla and they've done a few people. Oh, what, Simon Phillips? Maybe. Ah. Maybe. But I'm excited about that because I haven't auditioned for theatre forever. And yeah. because we're doing theatre, I'm just going to go, oh, well, I do Rewind Daddies at the theatre, you know? Yeah, yeah. Like it's no bullshit. Like it's what I do. <laughs> you know, like. Uh, um, awesome. So I just thought I'd do it and it's it's money at the moment. We're trying to get money from anywhere. I, oh, but yeah. I am. You yeah, know? yeah. And I like thought it. I wouldn't. I, I love um, obviously the guy that wrote Hairspray and everything, and yeah. it would be cool. But that was the first thing I wanted to. The second thing I want to talk about is the wedding singer. I'm not too sure about the Australian production and who they've chosen for Boy George or the guy that plays the keyboard player. Ah, fucking horrible. Yeah. Not really excited about that. No. Have you had a look at that? It's sort of everywhere on Facebook. No, I haven't yet. Well, they're bringing the wedding singer out, the <clears> theatre show. Yeah. And it's professional, like it goes to Sydney and then Melbourne. But yeah, I yeah. don't think the cast is very good. Hate to say yeah. it. I didn't look, even they, know about it. When they do, when they cast musicals, you think like, mm. oh, yeah, you'd get this person, you get that person, you get that person. Normally for big musicals, they... They cast it from, I guess, a tried and true stable of actors that have proven themselves in the chorus of other shows. You yeah, know what I no, mean? these are new dudes. <clears throat> really? Yeah, really new. And I don't like the idea of having a character that's not transsexual. I think there should be a realness about that. Yeah. And I'm not really keen on that, so I don't think this one is. And yeah. I think, I don't know, I'm, and, and I know from doing footage for our show that the footage of the wedding singer is all um, footage that you can buy. So it's not even yep. from the fucking musical. It's like your chicken fucking aerobics gear that you can buy off shuttlecock or whatever the fuck it is. Yeah, so yeah, I'm a yeah. little bit like, oh, that's too obvious 80s. Like I've seen this footage. I can buy this footage. Give us some footage from the show, mate, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm a little bit, mm, is this going to be, I mean, I'll go and see it, but I would ideally like to go and see my own show first. 
for some reason, I've got a feeling that these guys are from Queensland that are right. doing it. It looks very Queensland. <laughs> I have to tell you that. I think you've, <laughs> I think, I think you've I hit the nail saying. on the head, yeah. right? Yeah. I'm yeah. looking at it going, why would you use bad stock footage to fucking promote the wedding singer? Because everyone's just that. throwing shit out in the wind at the moment to try and catch a breeze. You know yeah. what I mean? They're not really sitting down. And then we were talking about this today. I was like, oh, I'm doing this. And they're like, no, that's exactly how you do it. You yeah. sell the first venue. When you sell yeah. 100 tickets there and you know you're safe, you go on to the next one. Where yeah. people just book 15 venues and expect people to buy tickets, it's not going to happen. Yeah, exactly. Not now. Yeah. yeah. You know? Yeah. Anyway, that, that was my thing of the week. Yeah. And I love that you understand it because obviously you've done musical theatre and TV and you know that shit. I always used to get really, you know, having done musicals mm. and, you know, big productions on stage and stuff, mm. I – I always used to, I always used to get really disheartened by the casting. It was always by, you know, they would cast, they would cast people from, because it's such a, because, um, you know, big, well, yeah, we'll see that, that was the growing trend. It's Mm. either Mm. they'll have featured roles of soapy stars Mm. and like kind of B grade pop stars and stuff mm. who would who would come on and sing one song mm. or it, it would be from a tried and true stable of musical theatre actors who had played in choruses of other shows and it was like, oh, great, they've done well in this, this, this and this. They're a sort of proven commodity. We'll give them a, an opportunity at this. Well, this person was available. Who's next on that list? We'll give that person a go. You know, and it, it always used to sort of, I always used to find it quite boring. Yeah, um, yeah totally. That uh, some, you know, some of the most inspiring musical casting comes from people like not within that circle. The streets, like you think absolutely. Of, yeah. So you think of like Iota doing, yeah, um, yeah, Iota doing Hedwig, or you yep. think of like Chrissy Amphlett playing. Um, Judy Garland yep. in The Boy From Oz, you know, mm-hmm. like think that is exciting to me. Totally. That's exciting. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. And and Hedwig is obviously like if I didn't like Hedwig, I wouldn't be in my relationship now because Maddie was obsessed in it. Yeah. And the fact that I knew about it and, and that I'd promoted a night for Hedwig excited him even more because yeah. Sometimes in relationships you have to pass the test and that was my test, which was Hedwig. That was one of them. Yeah. I remember Maddie and I went to see it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Maddie and I went to see it. It was at the Athenaeum in Melbourne um, to start with and then it sort of it grew from there. But um, I remember Hedwig, unless you know musicals and stuff, you probably, Hedwig may have missed your radar. But mm. if you're sort of in this particular mindset of like, you know, rock musicals and awesome music and mm. uh, you'll know Hedwig. It's, it's sort of, um, I don't know, it's weird. It's sort of David Bowie meets, uh, what Elton John. Say? Elton John. Yeah. Mm. David Bowie meets uh, Rocky Horror Show kind of thing perhaps. Yeah, yeah. Um, anyway, I remember Maddie and I pulling up. We were looking for the, the theatre and I remember we were pulling up and 
you could see the crowd like going into the Athenaeum and mm. Matty pointed to them and he said, oh, look, it's our people. And I looked and they all had black on and the, they were all sort of, you know, they were all sort of curious and they were all like musos and artists. Mm. And, and I was like, fuck yeah, it is. It's yeah. our people. Yeah. And, that, and, and that's what the musical's about. It's about kind of the people on the margins, like, you know, the, 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 the people that are sort of left behind by society can come together through rock music. And, and I, I remember that yeah. that was a moment of realisation for me when Maddie said that. Yeah. Absolutely. And I remember living on my own when that came out and I was really inspired by Hedwig because if I got a message through Hedwig, it was resilience. And yeah. it was the fact that even if you're working a pasta fucking restaurant and you're out in your best outfit and you're doing your best performance and people are just eating pasta in front of you, that's yeah. how resilience resilient you've got to be, you know? Yeah, yeah, that's I right. I actually love that outfit that she wears where she's got the long blonde wig and the fucking hair shorts and the hair top. Like that blew my fucking mind. So I was a yeah, huge yeah. Hedwig fan and yeah. I can tell you now without being a Hedwig fan, we would not be in a relationship together. Yeah, yeah. You know, that, that was just something that he went, oh, you know about it. Oh, my God. I went, yeah, I fucking my ex-boyfriend oh, won great. the fucking competition, you know? Uh, great. Uh, how cool. And I don't that's know how great, we got Bubba. onto that, but we got onto it through musical theatre. Yeah. Um, and I, I, this is why I love the fact that we're going into the theatres because it is the safest environment through COVID as well. Yeah. But I was saying, and I didn't know you were on the thread, I was saying to Penny, um, my girlfriend Penny, oh, yeah, well, we've got the world-class makeup artists, Maddie and you. I was talking about Maddie and you. And I didn't realise you were on the thread. Because I was probably pissed. And I'm like, oh, well, no one beats fucking our band with the fucking makeup and hair with Jay and Maddie. Like, they're world class, you know. And I don't bullshit people. I fucking mean it. And I just don't think the wedding singer is going to be that fucking great. It's going to be a watered down version, which I'm going to have to come over the top of again. You know, you've always got to compete with this shit. Oh, sorry, we look so good. I guess we should look more suburban. No, I can't fucking deal with it, you know. It's sort of, I, I know, yeah, look, I, I always, when I see shows and I think like, oh, it's going to be a seeming pile of shit, I, I always kind of hope for them because I always put myself in their shoes and I think like, fuck, I hope that the actors themselves can bring a bit of grit to the show and to the production and just do something interesting with it, you know what I mean? Um, mm. But, I, 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 yeah, look. I just hope it's not one of those fluoro, you know, yeah. fluoro fishnet Could be. and crimped hair. Fucking, that's the whole look. Have a you look know at what I mean? the person that plays Boy George, the keyboard player. Yeah. What was his name yeah. in the movie? Well, it's um, Alexis Arquette that plays him and George Beautiful. is the character. Exactly. Yeah. Perfect yeah. role. Alexis Arquette yeah. was amazing. Yeah. The one they've cast in Australia is fucking, I'm sorry, it's horrible. No, no. Not happy. Not happy, Jan. Yeah. Not yeah. gay enough. When people are going to play transsexual or gay, I think they need to be that to understand the feeling and get the whole thing happening. You know what I mean? Otherwise it's just a sort of exactly. uh, it's a caricature, you know? That's right. And I and and I agree with her and I haven't voiced that to her on Instagram or anything, but I think 
she's right in saying that it needs to be more authentic and it you can't have a straight guy playing a gay guy, you know? No. Times yeah. have changed, buddy, you know? Uh, yeah. All right, let's move some, Fucking some more music, yeah? Now, <laughs> this is why we're authentic and we're so fabulous. This is my favourite band and I thought of this track and went, you know what, people don't remember this track, they don't rem- remember the band, but they were a huge influence in the New Romantic era. Uh, I don't know whether you remember this, but I'm sure you do. I'm going to play it for you now. Lovely. There's a girl about town I'd like to know I'd like to sleep with you And if you said you loved me How could I mind? Is there another side to Gentlemen take Polaroids. Wow, there we go. Japan. Another amazing band. Very similar sort of territory to Blamange. I, yeah, yeah, I, I yeah. Think. Absolutely. Yeah. I very, would f- very cool new wave band. I would fuck David Sylvian into Tuesday, mate. <laughs> he is the hottest fucking thing. Uh, yeah. Very Nick Rhodes. Like Nick Rhodes would have taken his look from David. Oh, yeah. Blonde, sort of very, uh, ooh, spooky. But um, yeah. Gentlemen Take Polaroids was, we used to play it a lot in the 90s at my mm-hmm. music trivia show. And I just loved the name of it because Polaroids were very 80s. Yeah. And Gentlemen were very 80s as well. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah, so. Very amazing, sort of, I don't know, Japan. Visage, Le Monde, you mm. know, like those kind of bands that weren't, you know, they're not house. Oh, you know, they're almost house soulmates. This is the whole. This is the whole point of these shows. Is is um, uh, you know, it's they they bring back back all these memories when they're yeah. played. Yeah, and you go, oh yeah, oh my god, that's right, you know. Um, but they're not like. Everyone's favourite band, you know. You wouldn't hear it on Gold FM. No, that's it. Yeah, they're not exactly commercial. Exactly. But Japan were huge. They had an undercurrent following. Goth. They had a gothic following. They had a club following. Yeah. And very pretty, David Sylvian. Yes. And almost like, see, the thing in the eighties, you had a lot of artists where normal people and professional people would want to look like you. So, like, you know, everyone tried to dress as Madonna, everyone tried to dress as Prince, everyone tried mm. to do the David Sylvian look. Yeah. Yeah, kind of had to be arty and get it yeah. right. 
and not yeah, many people right. did. But but yeah. Nick Rhodes definitely did from Duran Yeah, Duran. that's right. Absolutely. Mm. Yeah, yeah. But I love that yeah. track and I think it's a ripper. It's it's a little bit Roxy music as well. But Oh, yeah, yeah. Beautiful. I see that. I hear beautiful. that. Beautiful. Beautiful. Lovely. So you, the, the next one is totally different to any of these. <laughs> yeah, it is. But it's, it's everyone's favourite and people are going to enjoy to hear it right now. Being beat up and battered around Being sent up and I've been shut down You're the best thing that I've ever found Reputations changeable Situations tolerable But baby you're adorable Handle me with care I'm so tired of being lonely I still have some love to give Won't you show me Got somebody to lean on Put your body next to mine And You love it? it yeah, look, tra- Travelling Wilburys with Handle, um, Handle with Care, it's, it's I like it. They're like a dad band, you know. It's a daggy sort of, but fuck, it's enjoyable. Yeah, and there's a little bit of a cult following with these dudes because well, a couple of them are dead now. Well, they're fucking legends. Yeah, like Tom Petty and Roy Orbison. This really was a super group, like Jeff mm. Lynne from OMD, Tom Petty. T- Roy Jeff Lynne was from Electric Light Orchestra. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Oh, what did I say? OMD. Oh, I said OMD, or, yeah. Orchestra um, Maneuvers in the Dark, but it's easy to mistake. That's all good. Stolz. Um, uh, Bob Dylan and George Harrison from the Beatles, of course. Um, but Was George in it? Yeah. He wrote this Wasn't song. Wasn't it Bob Dylan? Oh, maybe yeah, they don't show Bob that Dylan. in here. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, look, um, I wasn't a fan, but a lot of people love them now. That uh, George wrote this song because he was doing a solo project at the yeah. time, yeah. And he, um, you know, he had all the chords and everything ready. He had this song. He played it. Um, he was recording it with uh, Jeff Lynne, mm-hmm. and Jeff Lynne said, "Oh, it's it's um, it's too it's, like it's such a good song. You should do some more with it." So Jeff Lynne was also producing. Royal, excuse me, Jeff Lynne was also producing Roy Orbison at the time on one of his projects. Because remember Roy Orbison had a big comeback in the 80s as well? Yeah, my mum was a huge Roy Orbison fan in the 60s yeah. and the 70s. So he I was, was fully started. aware of him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he was started huge. in the 80s. He, yeah. was, he was huge. Yeah. Um, and uh, so... Um, George Harrison was going to record this song with Jeff Lynne. He invited Roy Orbison along. Roy Orbison was just going to watch, yeah? 
Yeah. So then um, they couldn't they couldn't fucking find a studio last minute. And then Bob Dylan had a studio in his house, I think in Malibu, maybe. And uh, they went and they were going to record it at Bob Dylan. At yeah. the last minute, George Harrison, he couldn't find a guitar and he had loaned a guitar to Tom Petty, went to Tom Petty's place to pick the guitar up and said, well, we're doing this recording thing at Bob's. Uh, Roy Robertson's there. We're doing this. You should come along. Mm. And that's how it fucking formed. Mm. Mm. That's fucking incredible. Absolutely. And the beauty of it, it was that there were people that some of them are still alive, some of them aren't. Yeah. And it, we're never going to see it again. No, that's it right. Was a real that's super right. And group. probably, probably sort of, yeah. I mean, yeah, these, you know, they're old blokes. They're old blokes. This, this sort of charted really well. Everybody loved it. Came out in 88, I believe. Uh, yeah. This song, they had another hit as well off this first album. Yeah, no, they had a couple of hits. I remember them having a couple of hits. And uh, Endless fucking line or something, I don't know, something like that. But, yeah. Um, yeah, I picked this song just because I love all the parts in it. I love all the, um, you know, Roy, Roy Orbison comes in with the little bridge and then there's a second bridge with Bob Dylan and Tom Petty and they're legends. Each and every one of these guys, you know, it's incredible. And and not the type of guys that would be put together with a record company. Like it would have been mates at a drink somewhere, oh, let's do an album together. Or like a record company would not have thought of this. Yeah, to yeah. To put true. Roy Orbison with Jeff Lean and, and Tom Petty. Like they were all totally different artists. Yeah. Yeah. Because Roy Orbison had only the lonely. Yeah. And my mum yeah. used to flog the shit out of Roy Orbison. <laughs> When I was a baby. Yeah, yeah So I totally knew who Roy was and I think he was only 35% blind. I don't think he was Stevie Wonderish. No. I actually think he wasn't as bad. So the glasses protected his eyes. I might be wrong in saying I, that. I heard an urban myth that he was an albino and he used to dye the hair black mm. and, and he used to wear the glasses to hide his eyes. Um, right. But he had a very, very tragic eye, a very tragic life. Mm. Um, I think he, I think he may have lost his family in a fire or something. Uh, um, yeah, but he had a very tragic life. But, yep. but um, the other song that the travel traveling Wilburys had was "End of the Line." Can you mm. remember it? Oh, that's all right. Yeah, yeah, great song. The end of the line. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think her, um, all right. Yeah, George no, Harrison had. No, 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 no. Had sort of these songs largely prepared in ter- terms of uh, chords and stuff, mm-hmm. like jams, and then um, they all wrote them together, you know. So, oh, you, yeah. you, you can't fail as long as the record company supports this stuff because George Harrison wrote some of the best fucking tracks. And know. Bob Dylan. You know and, what I mean? Yeah, 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 absolutely. Like, what's that George Harrison track? That's really sexy. Um, I was going to say only women bleeds, but that's Alice Cooper. Not, not fucking. I got my mind set on you. No, no, no. It's an, he had a song, really like George Harrison. Obviously, had his own original stuff. Yeah. Um, Prince played it, didn't he, in one of their concerts? 
Oh, as, as my guitar gently weeps yeah, or something. what a yeah. track. Yeah. As my guitar. Yeah, that. That um, was his Prince baby, wasn't played it? it? Prince played it with Tom Petty. And who else was in this lineup? There was Tom Petty. Might have been Jeff Lynn. And they played it like a tribute to George Harrison's life. And, yeah. Um, um, as as my as my guitar gently weeps or something. As my guitar while my gently gu- weeps. While my guitar gently weeps. Yeah, beautiful. Yeah, and Prince just came on stage and fucking Did blew the them solo. all off the stage. Yeah, yeah. 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 And then yeah. fell backwards into the crowd. You all know that video clip. That's the, <laughs> that is from like back in 1984 when James Brown, Michael Jackson and Prince were at the same function. I think it might have been the, the BET Awards, like the Black Entertainment Awards. Mm-hmm. Um, and James Brown was playing. He got Michael Jackson up on stage just to fucking sing in the mic once. And, and that's what he does. He gets up and sings once. And then Michael Jackson apparently whispered in James Brown's ear, she get Prince up as well. Yeah. And fucking he gets Prince up as well. Prince fucking goes off, yeah? Prince, like, fucking puts the guitar, slings the guitar on, fucking playing and spinning and doing funky chickens and doing all of this shit. Mm -hmm. But then he he swung off a fucking prop, which was like a street lamp on stage, and it wasn't wasn't fixed to the ground. So it came crashing into the first fucking road, first couple of fucking roads. He would have been mortified by that. Yeah. He would have made it work, though. He was Prince. Yeah, he would have. You know when you fall over as a kid? Yeah. Did you ever fall over as a kid in a dance routine and you just made it work? I still remember it now. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I wanted to die and fucking probably cried afterwards. Have you ever, like, eaten shit on stage as an adult? Eaten shit? Like, literally shit? Well, no, not in your sex show, but, like, fucking... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Falling over really bad. Like oh, when you fuck think- yeah. And you know who laughed the loudest? My old man and my dad. <laughs> he roared laughing. I did flash dance, what a feeling, and I did it on a gym mat. And the gym mat, oh, no. yeah, I was about 13 and I had a long sash around my black leotard and the sash went down to my ankle. Well, I tripped over the fucking thing. Oh, no. And fell on my face. <laughs> and I hear this, Rah! my old man laughing his head off during what oh, a feeling. Oh, no. So I did the whole backward punch in the air, run backward shit. Oh, we just did that. Fuck. And then I ran forward and did the skip like she does in the video and I fell over my sash and in between the gym mats <laughs> my toe got stuck. I fell over on the gym mats and... Just fucking got up and made it work. Like, oh, well, oh. didn't hurt myself. Got off after the gig and fucking sprained my ankle. But you just oh, got to, no. the show must go on, mate. Yeah, exactly. You yeah. Know? Yeah. So being a Pisces moon and Prince being a Pisces moon, you just made it work. Fucking hell. Mm. Very, my very, very bad. My very first big, big show was when I was 18 mm. and I was in the chorus of an opera. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was uh, Turandot, the famous opera Turandot, you know, Ness and Dorma. Ness and Dorma's from fucking Turandot. Anyway, mm-hmm. I was like one of the emperor's guards and I had basically from from 
fucking head to toe. I had armor on with this big, you know, spear or some shit. Yeah, yeah. And one of the dancers, I'm fucking standing there singing. One of the dancers went too wide and kicked me and knocked me over. Dickhead. And I was fucking knocked completely over and couldn't get up because oh. of the costume. Because <laughs> of the costume. Of course, you I can't was, bend I was over. like a fucking turtle on my back. Yeah. And I had to get, <laughs> I literally, yeah. I literally had to get dragged off by the other car, oh, dragged bliss. off into the wings and I was mortified. Yeah. At 18 years old, I thought my career was over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you don't know fault. at 18. Yeah. You know, yeah. you're very worried at 18 that it's all started and ended at the same time. And you don't want to blame anyone. Like, it was this dickhead dancer, though, like, fucking knocked me over. <laughs> yeah, if dancers, so if dancers can't spot properly and know where their fucking limits are, they're shit ass. Yeah, yeah. Of course, like, he thought he was the only one on stage and it's like, well, it is an opera. Like, they've said, you know, fucking hell, dickhead. Fucking hell. What a crazy thing. Let's keep moving. We're only three songs in. All right. It's going to be a ripper show. I can feel it in my waters. Um, So this next one is... Okay, so we have talked about this song with you and I, about this spooky song with the dummies and how we don't know what it is. Oh, yeah. Right? I fucking, this used to give me nightmares and I when we went over to the Canons, Brian Cannon from Pseudo the other night or maybe a month ago now and I said, what's that song with the dummies and the fucking jelly on their face and blah, blah. He goes, oh, Strange Apparatus. So he brought this to my attention. Now, this is 1979 but in Australia I think it might have come out in 1980. It was a little bit of an end of a year thing. So I've let it slide a bit because I do want to bring it up because it's just one of those songs that you fucking don't know what's going on and you think, Jesus, it's a bit scary. But (laughs) it's by Godly and Cream. So let's have a listen.
fucking hell, you gave us a decent dose of that. Do you know what? I had to. <laughs> I needed to get up to Stranger Paredes because that was the bit I remembered the most. Right. These guys were fucking crazy, mate. Yeah, yeah. They, I couldn't tell you what the song was about, but they had a whole lot of dummies with xylophones and I couldn't watch it as a kid. I was very freaked out by it. But Godley and Cream became really big video producers, so they did Girls on Film by Duran Duran. Yeah, yeah. Which is really interesting because if you can't fucking beat them, join them, mate. Yeah. You know, like give us the dump. Like they used to take these dummies on top of the pops and shit. And it used to mortify me as a kid because I was like, it was 79, 80, so I was about 10. Very bad year for me to see shit like this. Okay. Too soon. Mm. Too soon, bit spooky, gave me nightmares. Now Uh, you and I have always talked on the show about what was that spooky clip with the fucking mm. robots and it's really sort of full-on music and everything. I... Thought it was another song that we were talking about. Herbie we, for Hancock, so long, Rocket. Yeah, you I were, thought it was Herbie Hancock. Yeah, and I think I did bring up Herbie Hancock Rocket. Rocket didn't yeah. scare me as much because it was not as produced. It was just sort of like in a music room with legs that moved. But I can see yeah. how it would have would have scared you. Yeah, 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 mm. yeah. It's just like just the fucking random legs and stuff, like yeah. walking around and yeah. Nah. Yeah. yeah, so we were talking about different songs, but it's interesting what videos used to scare the shit out of you. Yeah. This one definitely did. Lots I, of stuff used to scare me when I was little. Yeah, 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 <laughs> totally. Totally. It was the 80s, man. So that was an Englishman in New York and it was in – look, it, it pretty much came out in 1979. In Australia it was about 1980. So it's a little bit of a naughty track but – I just wanted to bring it up and it was Strange Apparatus. Strange Apparatus. I didn't know what the fuck they were talking about and it used to make me scream. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, I thought I'd bring them up because it was one of those songs if you lived in the 80s and you watched certain shows, you would have definitely thought of this song. Yeah. You know. There we go. So we've got a commercial now. Lovely. Now this is one you found, baby. Oh, it is too. This is this was yeah. hugely iconic. Huge. Yeah. So we'll um we'll give this a go because it was a really renowned, really good for the product. I don't know if they're around anymore, but we'll give you a listen. Good jingle. The cats of Australia have made their choice. Snappy Tom. Snappy Tom. It's Snappy Tom time. They raise up their voice. Snappy Tom Snappy Tom A whole range of delicious fish varieties The cats of Australia have made their choice Where have you been, Tom? Snappy Tom The cat's choice Snappy Tom Come and get your cheeky wiki Yeah, <laughs> Snappy Tom Snappy Tom, mate. Are they even around anymore? I don't think so. No. No. No, I don't. Tom got a bit snappy and fucked off. Yeah. Very cute ad with a couple of, uh, you know, they used to use always the cats that were grey, black and white. Tabby cats. I love tabby cats. 
Oh, yeah, yeah. Tabby cats were always cast for this shit. I don't know why. Because everyone had a tabby. Yeah, true. Yeah. I had a tabby. had a great tabby. We had heaps of tabbies. Yeah, so snappy tom, snappy tom. And you would remember that from the 80s? For some reason, I remember one of my brothers playing a prank and putting cat food on a sandwich to yeah. see if I'd eat it. Did you eat it? I don't think I did. No. I think I smelt it before. Too strong. Oh. But it never put me off anchovies. Oh, yeah, right. You love anchovies? Fuck yeah, mate. I gave one of – I ran out of cat food and I gave one of – I had a cat called Madonna and I gave her <laughs> anchovies out of my pasta and she threw them up about half an hour later. Oh, no. Yeah, couldn't stomach it. She's only it's a baby, strong. and I said, "Oh, man, you have got no food." Because in those days, I was shit ass at feeding cats, and she'd go, "Ma, ma, ma." I'm like, "All right, I'll get you some fucking. I'll buy a a, a pasta meal with some fish in it, so you can have it." And I brought. I'll buy you some food, yeah. then, mate. I used my flatmate used to come down in when I was in South Yarra, Laura. Yeah. Yeah. And she'd go, "Do you need anything from McDonald's?" And I go, "Yeah, just get some chips for the cats." And she'd go, what the fuck? Chips for the cats. And I went, yeah, they love French fries and I've got no food. (laughs) So she'd come back with the fucking medium French fries and my cats would go fucking nuts for them. Yeah, well, yeah. Yeah. So she'd go, you're you're fucking mental. She goes, why don't you fucking go down the street and buy them? They don't like the normal shit, you know. My cats turned into humans. So I yeah. get, I had Madonna and Cheeky at the time, which you met Cheeky before he died. Yeah. And they, if you had French fries in your hand and you were eating French fries from McDonald's, they'd fully pull your hand into their own mouth. They loved them. <laughs> and she used to think I was mental because she was a bit younger than me and she used to come to the trivia show and go, oh, my God, you really want McDonald's? Burger and chips. I said, the cats love it. Just fucking bring some home. I don't have any cat food. She couldn't believe it. Fuck it, Al. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was very alternative. <laughs> but the cats ah. loved it. And, and they got what they loved. They love chips. They're not going to live forever, the cats. Give them a chippy. Well, it's going to speed the process if you <laughs> give them chips. No, Jesus. It, do you know what? Chicken lived till 23. Remember? Yeah, he did too, didn't he? He was tw- He came to this house. And he made it to Nary Warren, didn't he? He made it to Nary Warren and lived with Gizzy, remember? Yeah. And Gizzy was a lot younger than Chicken. Yeah. And he loved hanging out with Gizzy and he lived another 10 years. Because uh, he was 15 when I brought him here. Yeah. So he was, actually he might have been eight. So Gizzy was about two. So Gizzy just went, what the fuck's this you've brought? into the house because yeah. he was like an old man. But um, they were best friends in the end and he was 23 when I took him to the vet and the vet went, love, he's not no. going to live any longer. Yeah, no. Nah. So I said, can't we save him? Chicken oh. didn't want to die. Chicken yeah. was fully, I'm going to stay with you forever and he's probably here yeah. now, who knows. But um, yeah. M- McDonald's fucking chips didn't hurt him. Oh, That's the point. Buffing him up. But the cat we have now, Jasper, won't eat anything but his but everyday shit. 
Right. Except he tried to eat my food last week on last week's show, but that's yeah, very yeah. rare. It's very I rare. I can't check him myself. Yeah, out. All right, what do we got next? Well, okay, so this next band are friends of mine on Instagram and I want to say hi to them. Now, there's a lot of musical background to this band for me especially as a singer. I'm going to play it yep. for you now. So they did a cover of this and it's one of the most beautiful songs ever written and we'll, we'll just play it now and I'll show you what it is but these guys are friends of mine on Instagram and I'm going to try – I am trying to get an interview with the girl that sings this. Right. Um, because why not, you know? she she they, they listen to the podcast. They're probably listening today. A band called Will to Power and this is their song. song. Interesting. Mate, okay, so I'm 18. This has been released in 1988 maybe and I'm obsessed in this band. I think it was 89. Yeah, yeah. 89, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. It would have been 88, 89. Actually, you're right. I would have been 19. I start with my first duo or trio, which was a keyboard Uh player, guitarist and I said to the guys, we're doing I'm Not In Love by Will To Power. So we programmed yeah. the song up. Now, this woman to me has one of the best vocals I've ever heard in the world. Yeah. And I'm obsessed with her. And the guy on the saxophone is like a big buff guy. Like he's like really cool as well. Like um, Tina yeah. Turner's dude, right? Different dude. Yeah. But Tina Turner's dude. And all of a sudden I'm 50 and we're best friends on Instagram. And I'm like freaking out because I used to love all their songs, Flybird, all their songs, and they had an album out. And I used to start my night with this song. So it would be dunk, 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 I'm not enough when I did my duo. And it was with Jerry Lee, the Lee brothers from um, yep. Dear Enemy or Vincent James' his older brother. Uh-huh. And uh, they're just a really cool, and they still perform in America. Yes. And they were probably one of my biggest inspirations when I first started singing. 
Isn't that right? Wow. But it was a cover by 10cc but I think this was a better version of it and I hate people saying that usually. Yeah. But because it was a girl singing it and she delivered it with such passion and such drive and such beauty, it really helped me decide what I wanted to be. Wow, that's fantastic. Yeah. So they're older now and, and they're very cool still and they go and do I'm not in love and, and all their songs. I mean, Flybird, if you get a chance to listen, I think it's called Flybird or F- Fly Away or something. Um, if you're really drunk, it can take you to another dimension. Oh, wow, that's great. And I used to get very drunk on my own when I lived on my own. Yeah, and yeah. Yeah, so I'll, I'll try and get onto them and let them know. But they yeah. have liked a lot of stuff that we do because it's, it's we're in the time now where you can get in contact with these people. Yeah, that's it, exactly. And it's a bit nerve-wracking because I used to idolise them and I don't think they know that until now, you know. And where are they from? Are they English as well? No, they're American. American, yeah, cool. Will to power. Yeah. And I brought the album on CD. It was when CDs first started coming out. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but we did this song and, and it was, I don't know, it was big, but it, it was you had to be sort of stylish to like it as well. Yeah. And I'm just going to get their names because I just want to make sure that we've got this right. So Will to Power were a German band, really. Okay. I thought they were American. Uh, yeah, they're, they're American from what I can see, baby. Oh, okay. They're from, um, they're from South Florida. Yep, 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 yep. Um, but, but it was a, a very um, it was a very popular song, 10 CC, 10 CC, of course. Yeah. And it was covered a lot. Denny Hines did it yeah, um, yeah. on her solo album. And Olive did it, that um, uh, English dance. I do like um, Olive. Olive are yeah. good. Yeah, 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 yeah. You're not, you're not alone. Yeah, they, they covered it. You're as not well. alone. Hang yeah. yourself before it's gonna <laughs> be dark. No, that was a little bit hang yourself too. It was a bit, it, you know. And we don't want anyone to hang themselves. Just ring us if you need to do that. We'll fix it. But um, <sighs> I do love the girl in Will to Power. Like I loved mm. the both of them. But it was just an inspiration. And I thought, you know what? I'm going to put them in this week's show. Yeah, brilliant. Nice one. Yeah. Ah, cool. So the next one nice we've got one. Is, is a really good one that you've chosen and one of my favourites as well, I have to admit. Do you know what it is? Yeah. Yeah, fucking great. Fucking great. You ready? Great just band. play. Just play. Just All right, play. I'll just play. I'll just got to find it. Here we go.
God, I love this band. Yeah, fucking awesome. I wanted to bring up Talk Talk. They're uh, an English band. Um, and, you know, the, the, I guess the obvious choice for Talk Talk is uh, It's My Life, which, mm. which uh, no doubt covered. Mm. Um, but They love I the word life, don't love, they? Yeah, they do, yeah. I always love this song. So did I. I always love this song. Totally they, um, I was really interested in, in how they wrote it. It was actually the last track uh, that they wrote on this album. I think it was from their third album called The Colour of Spring. Mm-hmm. And um, they sort of, they needed, you know, they, they just needed one more song for the album, like a, a single, you know. Mm. Um, and they went in and they actually used the drum arrangement from... Running up that hill by Kate Bush. Right. Yeah. That's what this drum drum sort of loop is based on, and um, you know it's got that beautiful fucking guitar. The guitar is amazing. The, the loop, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So so beautiful. Anyway, um, you know, so interesting that they used a, a Kate Bush song then then to to base it on. And this is something if you don't know, guys out there. Um, this is something that musos do a lot. They will yeah. take the rhythm section from another yep. song because um, um, it, it was, a, I guess, a, a staple of or like an unsaid rule of songwriting that you could, you could copy a rhythm but you couldn't copy a melody. Like it was okay mm. to copy a rhythm. You could take a rhythm from another song and make a new song out of it. But to copy a melody was a big no-no. Like that—that's—that's that's ripping off, you know. And if you listen to all the funk and jazz and all that kind of thing, it's based on—it's based on a handful of the same like rhythm rhythm sections, you know. Like all—they're all, very closely related in terms of rhythm. And so, yeah, this is this is something that. Um, that that bands do a lot, you know. They'll borrow the the drum line or the or the bass line from a song that they love, and they'll build another song around it. So what I found really interesting is that years later, um, Placebo would do a copy uh, would do a cover of this song, "Life's What You Make It." Mm-hmm. Um, Placebo are famous for also doing a cover of Running Up That Hill that this song is, is based right. on. Yeah. So Placebo obviously loved, um, you know, loved the sort of Kate Bush stuff. They loved this very sort of moody uh, stuff and they loved that rhythm line as well. So See, um, I can't hear Running Up That Hill in this track at all. Uh, running Up That Hill is faster, but it's the same drum arrangement. Really? Yeah, this is a bit slowed down. Bit slowed down, bit sexier. And yeah. um yeah. Cuz yeah. it's interesting cuz I totally know what you mean by getting inspired by a track and you write another track that sounds nothing like it. Yeah. Like I love this song by Mickey Howard. It was called Ain't Nobody Like You. And it went, yep. I've been up and up and down. I've had my feet swept off the ground by somebody who just picked me up and threw me away. Like it was this amazing song. And that's how I wrote Come To Me. Baby, yeah. come to me. Uh, yeah. Which yeah. was my inspiration. So it sounded nothing like Mickey Howard, but mm. it was that feeling and that vibe and that almost like instinctual I've been here before that you write the track with. 
Yeah. So they don't really need to rip anything off. They just basically get inspired by it, like um, Prince yeah. did with Stand Back by um, – actually, no, was it Stevie Nicks that got him – she was inspired by Little Red Corvette to write Stand yeah. Back, I think. Yeah. That's right. That's so right. songs yeah. can sound totally different because I don't hear Running Up That Hill at all in yeah. that track. But it's yeah. interesting that you say that because I wouldn't know the background. Yeah. Yeah. But but talk talk. I loved the video clip because it had all animals in it and little squig- squiggles. Yeah. Yeah. And I remember walking into a gig that I was sound checking at once and they played this song and I didn't really know much about talk talk, but I knew the song and I watched the video while I was loading in and it was like rhinos and zebras and then little squiggles and stuff. And I thought, fuck, this is talk talk. What an amazing band. And then years later, no doubt brought out It's My Life, which really mm. wasn't any different from the original. No, not really, just a female vocal. Yeah. yeah. And she did it beautifully but it was really the same thing, you yeah. know. Yeah, yeah. And that's probably where I got the toaster in the bath funny <laughs> joke that I thought of before. Yeah. in that video <laughs> the drummer throws the toaster in the bath oh, and tries yeah, to kill course. Gwen, remember? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's yeah, right. fucking funny, mate. <laughs> so this song sort of in, in terms of feeling, it reminds me of the Smith. It reminds me of yeah. how soon is now. Yeah, beautiful. You know how it just sort of ambles that's through, a you know, great like song. Yeah, sexy. Shame shame um Morrissey's such a twat, but mm. but um yeah, sexy song as well. I love that. Yeah. But if you ask Morrissey he's not. Mm, God, he's yeah, so grating. Yeah. 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 So do you want to go on Lovely. to the next one? Now, this next one is one of yours, which is cool as well. Mm. I thought this guy was Australian only because he was such a big producer and he did a lot of Australian acts. Yep. But he wasn't. Can't no. remember where he's from. But uh, we will <laughs> give it a little go. Yeah. Yeah, they're a duo. Yeah, so right. Climby Fisher's made up out of their surname, so it's Simon Climby and Rob Fisher. Slimy Climby. Yeah, Simon Climby. Fishy Fisher. Climbs on top of you and fucking <laughs> has, has a go. Makes a hit record. <laughs> Love it. 
Uh, love changes everything. Did you hear my voice go, ah, that's drunk. Um, love changes everything. I didn't mind it. it they originally wrote this. They originally wrote this for Rod Stewart. Yeah, right. And you can hear, you can hear oh, that, can't God, you? Oh, God, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He Did didn't he like reach it. the notes, though, do you reckon? Oh, he, he would have. That's Fucking never stopped him before. Mate. I loved Rod in Young Turks, but his nodules kicked in about this time. Oh, didn't stop him. He just had another line and yeah, yeah, kept yeah. going. Yeah, uh, he loved it. As um, long as he had a yeah. young root, didn't give a fuck. <laughs> um, yeah, so, so uh, yeah, they wrote it for him. He didn't like it, so they thought they'd record it and have a go. And, it's, you know, big, big hit for them. Mm. Um, just started quite well mm. around the world here and there, um, you know, top 40 here and there. So, yeah. Yeah, big producers too, like did mm. a lot of stuff, Rick Astley. Oh, and that's uh, the thing. They released it twice. They released it in they? like, they released it in 87 and didn't do anything and then they gave it a bit of a polish with another producer, released it in 88 mm. and it did really well, did really well. Yeah, there interesting, interesting because they've worked with the Doobie Brothers and Michael McDonald and I was going to put Michael McDonald on this show and then I changed my mind. It doesn't matter. We'll do another time. Uh, um, yeah. What I, I know, I remember Kate Sobrano saying in one of an interview, I'm working with Climby Fisher. I think he came out to uh. Australia and did or he had a song for Kate Sobrano but – he was, they should write songs for heaps and heaps of people. Yeah, 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 which is awesome because that's what you want. Yeah. Have a yeah. one-hit wonder and then start working the, behind the scenes. The keyboardist, um, uh, Rob Fisher, he used to write a lot. Yeah. He used to work with a lot of people. Mm. Yeah, no, they're good. They're amazing and, and a really important part of the 80s. Yeah, I love that track. It's, yeah, I've got yeah, a top yeah. it's, it's sort of, it's, it's – um, you know, once again, a bit daggy, but like it reminds me of my childhood. I love it. Well, it's, it's adult contemporary, but it just hit the the radio waves. You know. You know, I don't know. The, the chorus is just really, really catchy, and it just, I don't know, it just beats the shit out of anything that's been released today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fucking yeah. You know, the the daggiest, smoltiest song of the eighties mm. beats the shit out of anything that's released today. Totally, totally. So we're on to a one dick wonder. Lovely. And I thought we'd do this one. I'm pretty sure we haven't done it, but if we haven't, yeah. it's worth another whirl. But it's, yeah. it's a – look, it, all I can say is it's a blonde slut with a couple of dwarfs, <laughs> right? And that I'm just going to get sounds, on for us. Sounds yeah, like a very good usage of, of a blonde slut and a couple of dwarfs. If you're smart enough, you already know what the song is from just that. <laughs> so we'll give it a go. We can dance if we want to, we can leave your friends behind Cause your friends don't dance and if they don't dance, well they're no friends of mine Say, we can go where we want to, place where they will never find And we can act like we come from out of this world, leave the real one far behind We can dance Real neat from our hearts to our feet And surprise them with a victory cry Say, we can act if we want to If we don't, nobody will 
And you can act real rude and totally removed And I can act like an imbecile I say, we can dance, we can dance Everything's out of control there you go. I fucking love that song. Great song. It for some reason it reminds me of Hey Oh Mama Mama I don't know whether it's the blonde slut that reminds me of Hawaiiwa, but yeah. um, I remember as a kid going, "Fuck, dwarfs are really it's, fucking I trendy." I can see why. I can see why the the. They're both kind of set in like the Eng- English yeah, countryside. Yeah, the forest. Yeah, yeah, the, the fucking yeah, yeah, through the meadows. And That's right. The Couple thing of has daisies. got like a, a brown mullet Blonde and a fucking jacket. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. No oh, dwarfs no. in a hey mama mama. No, they um, didn't need it. <laughs> hey mama mama. <laughs> yeah, hey, they shame that for this. Yeah. Um, look, very clever concept. Ugly guy, couple of dwarfs. Dwarf throwing was big in the eighties, though. Like I had a friend in the of mine. Club. Yeah, big. Yeah, big. Friend you know of mine what? used if, to love if it. If I was a dwarf, I would dress as a gnome. Is that wrong? No, that's what I they. Would. Well, that's what these guys did, didn't they? But didn't they dress you know as what gnomes I mean? in this if video? If I was a dwarf, I would dress like the Hobbit or a gnome. You know what I mean? It just no. makes. I don't know. Dwarfs get a lot of dick sucks. Don't don't fucking worry about dwarfs. They get their well, dick sucked a lot. Sucking their dick. Absolutely. There's a fetish for it. Oh. oh yeah. Don't think because you throw them up against the wall, you're not going to suck the dick. Someone I will. I think I think I've been with a little person. Have you? I haven't. Yeah. I you. I just. I thought this person was short, and then sort of on closer inspection. <laughs> He just Closer shopped at the inspection. Kmart Kids Department. I was drunk. But, yeah, but like, fuck. On closer inspection, you know, I saw the hands and I was like, oh, I'm actually doing this. Really? Yeah. You're fucking yeah. my legend. I can't yeah. believe that. Because yeah. if you're sitting down with someone, how long are their legs? You don't know. Do well, you? Yes. Yeah, you don't know. You and, know, it's yeah. not like you're sitting on the fucking play school fucking – that just came flying back to me through years yeah, of yeah. kind of pushing the, it down. But the, yeah, yeah the, the beauty of the show like, is shit will come back to you. Yeah, that's the, right. The, the height of the person, it, it wasn't obvious, you know what I mean? It's like they were in between being an obvious divorce, uh, divorce, divorce, being an obvious, <laughs> well, led to, led, this led to the divorce. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. The, oh, right. Um, oh, God, really? <laughs> fuck. Ah, but, but. It was not, you know, the person was not an obvious dwarf, and it wasn't until <laughs> it wasn't until it was too late, and I saw the hands. I was like, "Yeah, wow! Right. I've, I've now I've done this as well. Great, yeah, right. you know, like." So yeah. you're talking female or male? Male. Um, you don't have to say. <laughs> Fucking how many years ago? I, it, uh, it was at the it was at um, the spot? revolver. No, 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 it wasn't the oh, spot. Oh, I know it was. Who revolver. It was. I know was who revolver. it was. There was one oh, really? little guy that used to walk into chases all the time. He's an actor now. Oh no! He fucking nah. You wouldn't have done him. You would have towered over him. No, it can't have been him. No, it wouldn't have been. But they were kind of 
They were trendy <laughs> in the 80s. Yeah. You know? And you know what? Yeah. They love to root. They love to root. They love Well, uh, the, the science thing, the dwarfism, does not spread to every area That's of their exactly body. right. They have a big cock. That's right. Yeah. The, the Lord giveth and the Lord taketh away. Absolutely. If me? you can't see properly, your hearing becomes better. It's Put like it Mika's mum. Oh, really? mum can't see shit, but yeah. she can fucking hear. She can hear, hear. streets away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm the same. Yeah. yeah. Maddie was on the phone to me at work the other day and I went, oh, I love this song. And he goes, what fucking song? I said, the song in the background in the supermarket. He goes, how can you fucking hear that? I'm like, I can hear it. <laughs> you know, um, but what I was going to say about the safety dance is it was unusual. We were, we were, it was one of those songs that never happened again. Like, I don't even yeah. know where they went. Yeah. But it was cool at the time. I loved you know? this song. So yeah, I loved that. Yeah. And I don't so think they're one of those. It was covered a few times, wasn't it? I have no idea. I haven't heard a cover. Yeah. Safety dance. See, it's not the same without a dwarf. <laughs> so I'm not interested. Fucking you know. safety dance. Do you dance, remember mate. that episode in Sex and the City where Samantha meets the guy and they're sitting down and he goes to the toilet and he's been to the children's wear of Kmart or whatever and then he's a short guy but she didn't know until he stood up. Anyway, she oh, reads yeah. him and it's the same scenario where he's got a big dick and she still reads him. Yeah. Um, they don't live bad lives. Nah. Nah. Uh, my, I was on a production with a dwarf. I, w- there are a few different types of dwarfs. There's like a primordial dwarf and then there's something else. Mm-hmm. So there's there's like, uh, I hope I'm not offending anyone. I'm not trying to. There's, you know, there's, there's um, dwarves where they have, um, you know, big heads but little bodies and yeah. blah, blah, blah. Yeah. But then you have primordial dwarves as well. Primordial dwarves are where they're completely in um, in proportion. Mm-hmm. They don't have a big head, big hands, big dick. Mm-hmm. They, they're just like completely in proportion but they're just like shrunk down. Yeah, right. And I was in, um, I was in a production where the smallest man in the world was on, was on this production and it was the most challenging fucking thing, most challenging thing because mm-hmm. this person was tiny, right. tiny, 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 tiny. And it was just like, it was just difficult not to stare, you know, like you, you're trying to be, not be an arsehole. But um, uh, Dan Wiley was in a show with another chick called, in a, in a production with a, a, an actress called Rimmer and she, and she was the primordial dwarf as well. And I remember her, um, she came in, he was sort of lying down in the green room in between scenes at rehearsal. And she came up to him, you know, she, she had sort of a late call, so she was coming in late. And she said, oh, um, she said to Dan, uh, he said, oh, you know, how's your day been? Oh, not bad, but I'm really exhausted. He said, oh, what have you been doing? Nothing much, but uh, I've just been climbing. And he said, what do you mean? Climbing said, oh, well, Yeah, yeah. <laughs> going to try well, and climb yours she, in a minute. Well, she, um, I've just been climbing. She goes, Dan, Dan goes, what, what, like rock climbing? She says, no, no, no. If you're little like me, you have to climb 
stuff all the time just to do regular stuff. Mm. So if she wants to get up on a table, you she's know, if she wants salesman. to get up and eat with everyone, she can climb, she got to do this, you got to do that. And it'd be fucking exhausting. And I was like, yeah, I never fucking thought of that. But she said to Dan, just telling Dan, she was, um, Dan was saying he had a, he was lying down because he had a sore back. And she said, oh, do you want me to give you a, a massage? And he was like, oh, um, okay. She said, yeah, I've been doing a, a, a massage course. I'll give oh, you a massage. Oh, fucking of course she has. So she jumps up on his back and she's walking up and down his back. Right. Dan's got this tiny dwarf walking up and down his back. And he was just like, wow, okay, wow, okay. Anyway, as she's walking, she says to him, I'm, I'm actually, um, oh, you know, I was doing something with my boyfriend. She says, oh, my, my mind, and sorry, my heart is for you, but my cunt is for everyone. Oh, are you kidding? And she's walking up and down. His- oh, yeah, you could see that coming from a mile away. Because you can, can you imagine. fucking believe that? No, I can because they've got to be smarter than the average bear. If yeah, you've right, only, right. If you're only three quarters high, you have to have a mouth on you to get cock, I think. <laughs> right? Like I already have a mouth on me to get cock, but if I'm three quarters higher than I should be, you've got to be better. So yeah. I could just see, I can just see this happening. And I'll be like, oh, my toes are so fucking wet. Oh. <laughs> like I can just see it because they're highly sexual beings. Yeah. So yeah. don't worry about them. They're good. They're getting cock and puss. They know what's going on. All right. But okay, they were quite cool. trendy in the 80s. Like we saw them in Frankie Goes to Hollywood Relax. We saw them oh, in a yes, lot of videos, right. you know. Yeah, and and yeah. they were and they were, you know, the guy that does the fucking thumb in the face. What? Well, the fucking finger in the face with bloody. Right. What's the fucking stupid? Uh, bloody! Uh, I can't think of it. What the finger in the face? Yeah, he does the finger in the face and does that look and everyone with the grey suit on. You oh, know, I've with, got no idea. This fucking time. Wayne's World guy in it. Oh, Mike Myers. Mike Myers. What's the movie with the dwarf oh, in it? Oh, um, um, The Cat in the Hat. No, no, no. Like no. he had a grey suit on it. Wasn't it bloody, what was that fucking 70s thing they did? Oh, oh, fuck, I can't remember. And they had the dwarf, he had oh, Mini Man. Yeah, yeah, Mini yeah, yeah, Mini Man, yeah, 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 Burn. His name's yeah, Burn. Tell that me. You're guy talking about got heaps of pussy, mate. Yeah, he did. He was at the Playboy Mansion all the time. Exactly. Burn, was it Vern Troyer or something like that? From um, yeah, um, I don't know if he's still Austin alive. Austin Powers. Yeah, yeah, Austin yeah. Powers. That was what I look. I couldn't remember it, but um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. know oh, they're fucking full of action. Those cunts, and they they know what to say. You know, <laughs> oh my tongue's really bad. Just stick it on your cock and. <laughs> Waited for a bit, uh, might fix my foot, oh. and then the next minute they're sucking you. It's what they do. I can he passed fully... away two years ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. They have a good life. Don't you worry about that. They work a lot right, harder, but not really. So <laughs> the next tune is from my tunes. Great. I don't know. I like this in in the 90s, actually. I heard it on a compilation. Yep. Just a catchy little tune, you know, a little one that goes uh, like this.
And very kooky and very sort of crazy. What's it called? Lawn chairs. Lawn chairs by our daughter's wedding. Wow. Tell and me I about them. It. Well, I love it because it reminds me of when you go to England and you go to Hyde Park and you have to hire a lawn chair for like 10 pounds. Ah, uh, yeah. So you go to Hyde Park and they go, okay, well, you can have this. I think it's five pounds where you get. A lawn chair and it just reminds me of that. But it was on a new romantic compilation and I just it was just boppy and, and great. Mm-hmm. But I don't know much about them and I don't think they had much else going for them. Yeah. But it was just doot, doot, doot. It was sort of like Oingo Boingo but better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, kind I get it. new romantic. Yeah. But I really don't know much about them, but I just thought I would bring – I don't know why I thought of it, but I just thought That's I'd bring cool it up. That's a cool track. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And Lovely. then um, this afternoon I remembered this next track <clears throat> and I used to love it for years and I didn't know who the band was. Have you heard this? Oh. I think you've done it in this in your band. Oh, my word. Have I think so. I don't, look, I think we – Rehearsed it, but it never actually made its way to stage. But yeah, I used to love this too. Yeah, so um, this is our last one for this show, and it's by Killing Joke, and it's a fucking ripper. Fucking great track. Yeah, yeah, love it. 1985. Cool name too. Yeah, great. Cool name. They were like an underground gothic sort of rock band. They were like sort of post 
punks. They yep. weren't even new waves. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, and they I thought awesome. you might have done it on night version, but maybe not. We yeah. rehearsed it and right. never got to stage though, yeah. Yeah, it would yeah. have gone down really well because my friend Billy loves it. Yeah, the goth and, used to love it. Yeah, yeah, and you don't know who it is kind of. You go, oh, who's this band again? But you remember Killing Joke after yeah. all of it, you know. You just got to yeah. ask a goth in the club, you know. Yeah, exactly. Like killing jokes yeah. they're waving their arms in the air like a bat, you know. Oh, killing joke. <laughs> you know, that's how it uh, works, you know. But, we um, love our goth. Yeah, yeah. Oh, fuck. God, absolutely. I wouldn't know half the shit without that stuff. Nah, that's right. Well, they were three awesome shows. We've never done a three-part and I'm glad we did it with this because you just – gives you an opportunity just to sort of – Start, like they're, they're like earworms. Every single one of these songs is like, fuck yeah, what's mm. that? You know, yeah. and some of them are from big artists, but they're not necessarily their bigger hits. They sort of get overshadowed by the bigger hits. And some of them are the biggest hit for particular bands. They just, it just didn't chart or wasn't popular or, you know, mm. it just has, has, hasn't stood the, the test of time. Uh, compared to a lot of other tracks, but still an awesome song. And they're still making a living from them, you know, because the music industry's changed so much where music doesn't have that staple anymore where you can, oh, remember that song, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like songs are just yeah. easily forgotten now. Yeah. But Love Like Blood will come on in a club and you go, oh, this is great. Yeah. You know. Yeah, that's right. You know the DJ knows his good music if exactly. they play that song. They know what yeah. they're talking about, which is very rare nowadays. Yeah. Which is great. Awesome, yeah, baby. I really that love that. I know. There was a three-part uh, show, which was awesome and love Fucking it. Fucking fantastic. Yeah, so great. I'm just going to so play. we've got sale yeah, yeah. this weekend, don't we? We've got sale. Oh, yeah, we do. We do. So you get your tickets at the door if they're not sold out. I'm pretty sure they're going to be sold out, but rock up, ring up, ring up the wedge.com.au and see if there are any tickets. And if you we'll cups see you there ups, with Rewind 80. Get in. But if you can't get in there, you've got another option because we're coming to... Hey, Aubrey, are you ready to rewind 80s? The mixtape tour comes to the Aubrey Entertainment Centre Saturday, May the 8th, 2021. With all the greaties from the 80s, you're going to hear hits from Guns N' Roses, Cindy Lauper, Madonna, Kim Wilde and heaps more. Video clips, costumes and us live rewind 80s. Get your tickets today. You can get them on www.aubreyentertainmentcenter.com.au and we'll see you very soon. But pick up your tickets before they go-go. They're selling fast. 100 tickets sold already in Albury and we're four months away. Fucking great. Get in there. It'll sell out for sure. Yes, Guys up there. Yes, And yeah. if, we've got to be really careful because what is an 800 capacity room at the moment with COVID is only four. You know what I mean? Exactly. Or it's exactly. 75% capacity. Or it could go down to 65. So we're really going to find out. Well, we'll know by now. But um, so you just got to get your tickets so you're first in. Yeah, exactly. Um, good on you. Thanks, guys. Well, thanks for listening to this show. I want to do a huge shout-out to our Patreons. We love you. Good on you, guys. 
our regular listeners, become a patron. You can become mm. a patron for as little as a dollar a month. You can be part of the action. For $10 a month, you get all the extra episodes. Now, please, guys listening, if you're joining us, please uh, like, share, rate and review our show and become a subscriber. Subscribe to whatever medium you can, whether it's iTunes or Spotify. Follow us on one of those. Absolutely, and you can find all that information on the 80smontage.com, which means – and yeah, we've also got website. a donation button now. So if you just want to give 10 bucks because you feel like it, donate 10 bucks through PayPal. It's all good and we will keep you up to date with all the stuff because we'll have an address then and we'll be able to send you out newsletters and stuff. But feel free. Don't feel like you've got to do a week, a monthly subscription. You can do a PayPal donation, which would be cool. And if you want to, you know, if you're in the underworld and you want to launder money or something like that, (laughs) send it to our PayPal. Absolutely. It's a donation. They'll never trace it, trust me. And we won't fucking say anything. No, 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 we won't. We're musicians. Good on you guys. We don't do that. We love you all out there. The world is healing finally from this awful bloody pandemic. Oh, we've got the vaccines coming in, haven't we? Yeah, yeah. And just numbers are dropping around the world as well. So, not um, the only one. It's it's really nice to see. Yeah, it's really good. Good on you guys. We love you all. This is Jay Jovi. This is Sammy Hart on. And if it's music, matey. Or cool shit from the 80s. We're going to talk about it. Unreal. See you next week, kids.